Hey there, Grim and Dorky. John here on behalf of everyone on the Grimmest Dorkus to wish a very hearty congratulations to friend of the show, Waffles, a.k.a. Chris, on the birth of his child. Congrats, man. We love you. In the grim darkness of the second millennia, there is only a shitty podcast hosted by three dorks. A podcast about the grim darkness of the 41st millennia and how incredibly stupid it is. This is Grim Dorks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Grim Dorks, a discussion podcast on the lore and story of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. My name is John, and with me, as always, my two favorite militaristic appendages. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, the right arm of the Emperor Fuzzy. Uh, I'm the left arm of the Emperor Brayden. <laughs> and today we're doing Chamber Militants. <laughs> the inquisition all right i have no idea what those are uh they are the military arms get it oh funny (laughs) originally originally also the uh the inquisition as a whole is considered to be the left arm of Mm -hmm. uh the emperor and the right arms is penis that that would be his third leg Okay, here's I don't, my I thing. don't want to proclaim my... to know the Emperor's biology well enough to name which appendage his penis here's is. Here's my thing about Chewbacca, right? So Chewbacca got his left leg cut off before the movies, but you see that he has two. One of those is his penis. Remember, they never show you his feet. I hate this podcast that we're doing. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't uh-huh. like theory. it. <laughs> Put it in the pile with the Warhammer Forty Thousand treats AU. <laughs> anyway, okay, so uh, back on the topic. So the Chamber so, Militants are the. Well, when you think about it, man, the Inquisition's real awesome. <laughs> but they're rad. There's only so many of them. They can't always just be going to war all the time. I don't know about that. I mean, there's just not enough of them to keep that up. So that they at one point had a good idea and like, let's get other guys to do the majority of our murdering for us. Yeah. And thus the chamber militants were born. Oh, it's almost like that's how most governments work, where there are a few people with power and they hire people to do all the killing for them. In reality, uh, the specifics of how each of the chamber militants came around were a little bit more complicated than that, um, depending on which ordo and what part of canon and which which chamber militant we're talking about here, because, big surprise, Games Workshop canon is a fucking mess. (laughs) So, we'll begin with... the theoretically chronological order, and start with the Grey Knights. Because Smart. They're, Smart. they're first. Smart. Um, a long I hate these time guys. Ago. Well, okay. John, I'm going to ask you as a personal favor temper your hate until the end of the explanation. Okay. Never. Temper. I'll try. I know you have a lot of righteous hatred. And the Emperor likes that. Dial it back. (laughs) I'll Um, try. So, long time ago, back when the Inquisition was quite literally a moat in Malkador the Sigilite's eye, uh, he found himself uh, getting an idea. Namely, I need some badasses to do some fucking work. Um, Uh, Work spelled W-E-R-K. Yes. Uh, a couple of hard pipe-hitting, uh, space marines. Those type of guys. Uh, point being, this started with the Knights Errant. The Knights Errant, which I believe we mentioned last episode, were the progenitors of the Grey Knights in the original version of the canon. Essentially, Malkador the Sigilite was given the go-ahead to kind of make an Inquisition, and so he made a two-part Inquisition. The Inquisition was mostly made in order to 
make sure people weren't summoning demons by accident, and if a demon outbreak happened, fuck it up. Uh, that's when the Knight Errants came in. Uh, Inquisitors, the originals, would go out and, you know, try to make sure it didn't happen in the first place, but when it happened, they needed someone who could, you know, punch a demon in the dick and come back with the demon's head in his hand. Nice. Yeah, the, the whole idea is that in, the Inquisition as a whole is more of a preventative measure. But at this point, the Inquisition actually had some realists in there, mainly Malkador, who, who, as we've talked about, is like the main realist of the Inquisition, or in the Imperium as a whole. And, you know, someone's going to eventually succeed in summoning a demon and I don't trust humans to do that, so who could? Oh yeah, we have these nine-foot-tall freaks running around. Let's oh, yeah. use them. So, the the original story for the Knights Errant, which is the one I prefer, but it's no longer the primary canon one, is that originally the Knights Errant were pulled together from Loyalist Space Marines. I should note that I chose that wording specifically. Not Loyalist Space Marine chapters, Loyalist Space Marines. The original Knights Errant had Loyalist members of even the Traitor Legions. Uh, I believe two of the named ones were actually from uh, Thousand Sons and uh, Sons of Horus, respectively. Um, but they yeah, were still I think, loyal to uh, the Emperor. I'm trying to recall. I think there's actually a Death Guard in there, too. Might it be. I'm not 100% sure. It's been a hot minute. Uh, and, you know, it's not canon anymore. Dang. Uh, which makes me sad. Uh, but they're still dope as shit. Uh, the Knights Errant. The new version of the Knights Errant was essentially... They, uh, they got formed together a little bit after the, uh, what's it called, uh, Horus Heresy and the Inquisition and all that jazz, um, it happened a decent while later, Malkador was, you know, about to die even, uh, but- He was a skeleton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they did get it together. Uh, some known members of the Knights Errant include Nathaniel Garo, the 8th Captain of the Death Guard, uh, Garviel Loken, Captain of the Luna Wolves. Um, he also used to be a member of the Mornival until, you know, he he booked it. Um, Shit went sideways. <laughs> a little bit. Um, uh, Loken is also the guy that survived the drop site massacre. No. Or, no, or was it yep. the, the other one? Uh, it was the other Istvan massacre. The one with the virus bombing. He survived that one. Oh, oh yeah! I remember. You, I remember we discussed them. Yep, I think a um, little bit. He went batshit crazy, and then someone found him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then they wiped his brain and kind of fixed it. Uh, he also fought Abaddon on Istvan Three. Uh, he also hey. made some some other highlights of Loken himself. Member of Mornival, beat Lucius in a duel. Uh, fight Abaddon in on Istvan Three. Uh, fight Karn and uh, winning, uh, being present on Caliban during the Fallen Uprising, uh, possibly being a founding member of the Grey Knights, and giving Horus and an overwhelming majority of his cranial legion, uh, legion a virtual bitch slap by turning his back on them when he was asked to join the Rebellion. Hey. Uh, my favorite thing about him beating Lucius is he does it twice in the same way. He headbutts him. <laughs> because if there is one thing a master swordsman never expects, it's a headbutt. <laughs> that is true. Uh, have we talked about Lucius for you, Brayden? Um, I'm unsure. Uh, real quick sidebar. Uh, you yeah, know. Sh the short version is Lucius is this master swordsman. Uh, huge prick. He was an emperor's children. Okay. And, uh, in typical Slanesh fashion started to pursue the perfection of the blade like an oh edge no i would have uh, remembered this man if you said those <laughs> words to me <laughs> holy shit uh he got his he got his nose broken by loken 
uh-huh. uh, was which super pissed he about took it. offense to this. Started carving geometric patterns into his face for every person he killed. No. And uh, then betrayed all of his friends at oh, his no. clan three. The first mm-hmm. one. Which one is it, Fuzzy? I, I, th- I thought five was the first one. Then five, yeah. Uh, betrayed all his friends at Isfan 5 and uh-huh. then uh, died and Slash was like, nah and then he possessed the person that killed him and that has gone on several times so Lucius literally so, every time he is slain possesses the guy who kills him ah, I see why his name is now Lucius the Eternal yep he has a cool whip Yep. he, he does have a cool whip arm as you well would, as a sword I... and his armor screams forever that's good. I I definitely would have remembered this man because I definitely would have made this joke that I'm about to make right now, which is, uh, while you studied the Inquisitorius, I studied the Blade. Yeah, basically. Um, or no, while you studied the Astartes, I studied the Blade. While you yep. while you were studying the Astartes, I did drugs and studied the Blade. <laughs> and then I carved rhombuses into my face because um, I'm rad. It was a grid pattern, just a really detailed grid pattern. Oh, on the picture, oh, on the picture on the Lexicarnum page, he just has, like, triangles on his face. Oh, well. Like, he has, like, cuts that look like triangles and different, like, just slashes on his face. He's a fucking idiot. He looks like Cizaz from uh, Batman and DC. He basically is Space Cizaz. That's good. You know, that's a that's a goal. Hashtag but, goals. But while also studying the blade. Cool. Well, I mean Cezaz studied the blade, he used knives. Uh Lucius is also credited as uh when they were on murder fighting uh Megarachnids, he started using the Megarachnid arms as swords. White. Which I, two, that's two pretty things cool. to deconstruct. We talked about There's... this before. I know, but I still can never believe it that there's a planet called Murder, and that and there are megarachnids. Yes. yes. Um, They're just like how there's a planet called Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Oh, we actually get to talk about them. Yay! Uh, other uh, notable knights errant, Tylos Rubio, who is a Ultramarines librarian, the Nemean Reaver, who we don't know his real name, but we're pretty sure he was a dark angel who's just kind of a fucking badass who appears and fucks shit up. Um, other notables include Macer Varin, a World Eaters captain, uh, Sivarian the wolf, uh, he's a Luna wolf, not a space wolf, um, Bjor Terrorfinger, an actual space finger, uh, not space finger. Space fingers. Uh, <laughs> space finger. Their favorite weapon is wolf. the blaster. Fucking. Actual space <laughs> wolf. Ares Voitek, Iron Hands Tech Marine. Felzarost, a Night Lord's chief librarian. Vardis Ison, a librarian. Assumed Blood Angels. Uh, Theodore Rutfeld, space wolf. And Caspian Hecht slash Marthusa Narik. Who is a bit of a mystery? Who we think is a word bearer, but we're not sure. Um, we're, we're we're not exactly sure. Weird dude. Oh no! All those guys apparently still alive. Um, Yakton Cruz, Dio Dio Promus. Hold on, hold on, hold fucking everything. All right, I'm holding. Anime memes. Um, <laughs> you, you thought it would be a traitor, but it was me! Dio! Um, God, these fucking weebs. Uh, Yakton Kuru's, uh, old one of the oldest members of the Luna Wolves. He died. Dio Promus, chief librarian of the Ultramarines. He did. Tubal Kane, Iron Warriors member of the Crusader host. <laughs> uh, he did. Rama Karian, Ravenguard, Altanohai. I was going to make a joke. I wonder how many uh, seed-like organs he has inside of him. At least two. Uh, And Kalyon Zavan, an Emperor's Children champion. Uh, So, all in all, big, whole whole shtees, a lot of people. Um... This is like that video of uh, some lawmakers, and it's all like it's just a bunch of white dudes, and they're like, "This is the I challenge everyone to find a more diverse group of people." And it's just a bunch of space brains. <laughs> I challenge anyone to find a more diverse group of people to kill all of our enemies. Uh, 
There were also um, eight grandmasters who became great knight grandmasters who were once knights errant. I won't go into all of them because it's a whole thing, but um, long and the short of it is there was a real quick Titan, the Moon of Saturn. Uh huh. Uh. Uh, how do I put this mm -hmm. lightly? Uh, we we accidentally it into the warp. Oh no! Why? <laughs> what did accident. we do? It was an accident. It, it got we, cast were we in playing the warp. kickball with it, and we accidentally kicked it over the fence. We we accidentally put it in the warp. Uh, why? we can still get to it. In fact, that's where a lot of the Grey Knights hang out usually on Titan <laughs> on in the warp. <laughs> White. Why? That's, I think, is that where their, uh, chapter is? Is it because they're Yes, unaffected? that is their homeworld, yes. Uh, is it because they're unaffected by the war for? It is! Which brings us into their... Interesting. Which is a good segue, which I only recently learned is S-E-G-U-E. -E. I, for ages, thought it was uh, like the two-wheeled uh, mall cop vehicle. <laughs> so did um, I. Oh, it is spelled Segui. Segui. Um, right, this is so a good... Dope Segui. Yes, yeah. this was a Let's good Segui. Let's hit the dope Segui. Into... Has, uh, remember, tweet at Grimdorspod. Hashtag Segui. Into the Segrui Nights. Uh, oh. Segrui Nights. Um... Oh, I'm real quick trying to skim why we put Titan in the warp, but it's please explain to me why it's there. I it it, it seems like uh the Grey Knights put it there because fuck you. <laughs> the Grey Knights were like, "Yo, dog, yeah, what if we put our fucking base in the in the fucking warp?" Malkador brought the original eight to Titan, and then we put it in the warp. And that's where the Grey Knights live now. No. Um, what? What? No, it's around Saturn. What? It's not in the what? warp. What? No, it's not what? in the warp. Are you sure? Positive. You know how I know? Because they travel to other moons around Saturn because they have shit there. What if they I put just those read that they in cast the it into warp. Maybe at some point, maybe modern, like, current... Lore, Look, but man, I'm just reporting the news as I know it, and all <laughs> all that I know, Titan's kind of in the warp. He might have done that. Oh, he he, he did pull it back. Okay, yes, he that's the important part we were missing here. He sent it during the Horus Heresy, and then it came back. How does it Why? just come back? Did he put a rope around it? It is Malgador. It is Malgador. He put That's a rope true. around it. Ah, uh, Jesus. Um, but, so, Grey Knights themselves. Uh, the Grey Knights were formally established as successors of the Knights Errant during the Second Founding. Um, the second founding being what happened after the Horus Heresy when we split up all of the chap all of the legions into individual chapters. Uh, we gave them the designation, and I wish I was joking, John. What's the designation number of the Grey Knights? Six, six, six. Yep. Uh, chapter six hundred sixty-six. The Grey Knights um, were established in the second founding uh technically not a they don't have a progenitor legion because they're all kind of ripped from multiple legions the important thing about the gray knights is they're all psychers every yes. single one of them not only are they all psychers but they've also been super duper brainwashed okay um here, let, let me hit you with some knowledge so Malkador sent them into the warp, anchoring them using something called the I just lost it. It was really dumb. It's like it's called the, the warp rope. nexus. The rope. It the was a warp rope nexus. So the warp nexus just made Sat or Titan vanish completely from its orbit. Uh-huh. And for t less than t a standard decade in real time, the Grey Knights were in the warp. 
but for them, centuries past of training. Jesus. Constant so training and Literally, they had an anime time skip. It's, well, training no, arc. They had a hyperbolic time a chamber. Which is, in, which is exactly what I said. Fair. A fucking anime time skip training arc. Does that make Malkdor Mr. Popo? No, it makes him Kami. Yeah, no, the Emperor is Kami. Shit. Oh Imps is Kami. That means Makador would be Mr. Popo. Oh my god. <laughs> or Dende. Or Dende. Makador could be Dende. No, Makador Mal is Mr. Popo, 100%. First, Makador's training. Don't talk we about We have never Malkador's seen training. the full aspect of, of Mr. Popo's powers. It's true. God. I still, I still firmly believe that like Malkador literally tied a rope around Titan and these gray, and these gray wolves and was like, "See ya." Did it just dunk them in? Didn't Popo kick the shit out of like Tien and uh, the rest of the human cast at one point? They As had part a of training. They had a training art, but he never actually put his hands on them. I don't. He think. didn't I, need I to. Remember, I remember seeing a part where Popo fucking threw down on some idiot and got his shit kicked in. <laughs> I'll do I know research. Didn't he kick the shit out of Kid Goku? That was it! He kicked the shit out of Kid Goku ages ago. He like absorbed the Kamehameha. Yeah, he just ate it. And yeah, fucking... there's a video called uh, Mr. Popo Eats Kamehameha Wave. Yep. Fucking god. Um, anyway. So hyperbolic warp chamber. So, yeah, one hyperbolic time chamber uh, montage, hence, the Grey Knights come out uh, big old badasses who spent a lot of time making themselves as powerful as possible without also falling to chaos, uh, whilst hanging out in the warp the entire time, personally kicking the dick of daemons in, and generally nice. being cool dudes. Um, during this adventure, uh... Well, I should say, after coming out, the Grey Knights are have a few interesting things about them. First of all, they themselves. A mixture of brainwashing, meditation, chanting, and uh, just good old-fashioned training has made every Grey Knight immune to demonic possession. Interesting. Uh, which is important, given that they're psychers. Yeah, uh, well... Yes. I don't know if I would go so far as to say immune. Like, very, given, very, very, very resistant. Yeah. Given enough time, you could probably do it, but it'd be easier to kill it. Yeah. Um, it, it really, like, it's impressive because they've achieved uh, Eldar-like levels of self-control in regards to their powers. Um, Interesting. Which is pretty fucking notable, given the fact that the Eldar pretty constantly make fun of the Monkey for being stupid shits about <laughs> how they use their fucking psychic powers like idiots. Um, Monkey is what they refer to humans as, because we're filthy monkeys, oh. comparatively. Oh, I get it. Also yes. literally. Also literally, we're filthy monkeys. Um, but... In addition to that, they also are equipped very peculiarly. Uh, their armor, every set of armor the Grey Knights has, is personally crafted for that Grey Knight, and personally enchanted by Imperial Magics, namely to make it holy and pure. Uh, a lot of, a lot of holy pureness. We're talking like the inside of every plate of Ceramite has litanies upon litanies written on written them. Written in silver. Yes, nice. um, that is in fact why they are Grey Knights. Their armor is covered in litanies, covering litanies, covering litanies, written in silver. It's just it all then overlaps and becomes silver. This um, is in addition nice. to the normal, like, book book and pages and seals that are always on them. Yes, uh, fun fact, those of you at home who look at a space marine and go, why the fuck do they have a wax seal with some paper scroll coming off of them? Those are called purity seals. They do what you think they do. Do you know what um, the precursor to a purity seal is? Library cards. Nope. What? I don't know. Uh, it's called an oath of moment, which is oh. something they would do uh, pre-heresy, where like 
uh, Space Marine swears all these oaths, but before they go on a mission, they swear a very specific oath for that mission. Oh. Are you sure is it just like a book stamped on them with a wax seal, or yeah? Well, it, it's Probably. it's a it's a little scroll that gets slapped <laughs> like on what's it. his face with the book tied to his forehead. Mm hmm. <laughs> um, oh yes, bookhead. Bookhead. The bookhead yeah. man. He found um, the uh, the tier the tyrannids. Yeah, uh, cryptman. Yeah. Uh, also, I should note that the seal of the Grey Knights is a book with a sword through it. You know um, why? Because knowledge is dangerous. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I Frankly, I was expecting you to say something stupid of what the precursor to a purity seal was. I was expecting you to, like, I don't know. What's the what's the precursor to Sfeel? No, Sfeel is the smallest Sfeel is the first one. It's Sfeel, um, okay, uh, actually, Celio, the, and Walrein. The, the precursor to a, to a purity seal is a chastity belt. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that what space there, rings wear all the happier? time anyway? No, nah, because they don't have dicks. No, they have dicks. <laughs> nah, you're wrong. They don't have dicks. No, they, they have dicks. <laughs> they don't have dicks. They, they did not take their dicks. I don't know about that one, Chief. <laughs> they just made them useless, okay? I did Lies. read into this. Lies and slander. No, they, they How all... How much 40k slash fiction did you have reading? Shut up. <laughs> Love can bloom does not count. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> I read the one about the uh, Death Corpse of Krieg uh, lady and how a regular man dates her. And it's <laughs> hilarious. She They go to the beach on a date and she builds a trench. She, she builds a trench. <laughs> um, it's very good. They're very good comics. Um, my personal favorite one is actually the one about the regular Imperial Guardsman who just lucks out and ends up having a waifu with every faction. Okay, um, so we're almost a half hour through this episode. We haven't finished Great Nights. Right, sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's the gist. So Great Knights are mega pure, mega badasses who are Rad. personally made in order to kick Damon ass up and down. Uh, they get things. the best equipment and the best holy fucking artifacts that anyone can find. And for a long time, they were also a secret chapter and no one knew yeah. what the fuck uh, They're was still up secret them. as fuck. Technically. Nice. But let's let's talk about a couple cool things about Great Knights. One, they all have special weapons called Nemesis Force Weapons. <laughs> Excellent. That harmonize with their psychic powers because oh yeah, they're all psychic. Yeah. Uh they ha their guns are loaded with psy bullets and psy bolts. <laughs> which uh Brad, are pretty sure like every Yeah, every one of their bullets is literally inscribed with a fucking litany and prayer on it. Yep. Uh, they have a special base, uh, like, fucking fortress library thing where they keep all of these forbidden artifacts because having all that shit in one place can't go wrong, right? Right. I'm sure Trazen won't just pop in there and be like, let me see, I'll take that's, one of these. That's Trazen's, that's Trazen's, uh, thrift shop. Like, he just literally <laughs> hangs out. He just, like, scrolls through all the fucking shit. Like, every Sunday. And, uh... Yeah, they have they have a cool prayer. I don't know. That's rad. They're, they're, uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into how they're assholes another time. Everyone, but. shut the fuck up. One second. One mm -hmm. of the pieces of equipment a Grey Knight can bring is called an Astarte's Dick Silencer. Oh, that's, that's P S I. Oh, I get L -E -N -C -E -R. it. Like, <laughs> uh, I thought you were gonna talk about the Soul Glaive. No, yeah. that's um, that isn't based on a pun, John. You're right. Also, it's the a silencer gun. is hilarious. Why is the silencer a Gatling gun? I don't know. Uh, it's also funny to me that the silencer uh, literally doesn't shoot uh, gun bullets. It just shoots psi bolts. Like it, it helps you focus your um, psychic, psychic powers potential. into little bullets. Excellent. And you just go pew pew with your that psi gun, rad. which is actually pretty rad. Firing malaise. Yeah, a little bit. Um, oh, we talk about the dread knight. Do the dread knight real quick. 
Okay, a Dread Knight is when you stick a guy in power armor inside of a larger dude with more power armor. Oh, these are the walking coffins, right? No, no. it's it's bigger than a Dreadnought. Oh. It's like, it's more mobile, and it's piloted by like an actual prehensile human being. Oh my god, it's a it, mecha. It, it's, it's basically, um, it's what's it called? It's a mecha. It's the power loader, but more 40k. The alien's power mecha. loader. Yes, it's a mecha, okay. The next level up is called a nightmare with a K. <laughs> and Brayden nutted. That's it. He's gone. Grey Knight and a Dread Knight and a Dread Knight and a Dread Dread Knight Knight and a Dread Knight Titan with 30 Grey Knights in each leg. <laughs> That's the picture I see. God bless. It's not inaccurate. <laughs> um, Dog bless. Yeah. Uh, Dread Knights are basically the power loader from, uh, aliens, but fighting. Uh. Yeah, they're real big and deadly. <laughs> yes, they're, they're very big and deadly. They're amazing. The, I do. They're I, I give them shit a lot because for the most time, th they kind of look like a larger Grey Knight has a smaller Grey Knight in one of the baby carriers. like a baby! I was about to it's say, a baby, why are It's a baby Bjorn. Yes. I was about to say the worst thing about the design is just that the legs and arms are just like wiggling out. Like, yeah, that is just the gray knight with the with a baby gray knight on his chest, like baby's day out. Yep. Anyway, let's finally move on to the next uh, group, uh, which Soror actually Toss or Death Watch. I was gonna do Soror Toss at the end and Death okay. Watch uh, in the middle because we don't have to talk a lot about them because in many yeah. ways we already have. We yeah, know I'll... three of them. Yeah, we do know three they're, of them. They're fuck terrifying. Yes, uh, but in addition to that, we also uh, have covered a lot of elements about the Death Watch already. Namely, yes. how they yeah. were founded, which for those of you who don't remember, uh, remember that whole the War of the Beast thing that happened? Yeah, um, yeah that's what kicked that, that off. Go listen to that episode again. It was one and only Slaughter Corland. Who uh, <laughs> kind of started the Death Watch off right or originally? Uh, they, well, they're the chamber militant of the Order Xenos. They are made and bred to fuck shit up, yo. Alien wise. Uh, alien wise. Uh, essentially, if fucking if an alien needs to be deaded, it's the Death Watch's job. Uh, they've got. I believe multiple watch fortresses, which are essentially, uh, the Death Watch doesn't have just one place where they hang out. They have little stations pretty much everywhere, so mm -hmm. that, you know, when shit goes wrong, they can actually field dudes, you know, I like a military does. <laughs> so yeah, I instead of just having a, one base. It's a con, like, if... How do I put this? If aliens are attacking, you need a faster response. But if demons are coming, you have a pretty good idea it's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. I, I read on the thing, it was like, the Grey Knights come in only when the Inquisitors can't fuck shit up like they usually can. Like, yeah, when, because when they the know shit's fucked, they send in the Grey Knights, but, like, the, the Death yeah. Watch are, like, the Spec Ops troopers who come in, like, as soon as the aliens show up, the Death Watch show up as well. Yeah, and, like, and they the stamp Death redacted Watch, notices on everything. The Death yeah. Watch is more of a public, publicly known organization than the Grey Knights. Like, odds are, if you're a, a standard human and you see a Grey Knight, you're gonna be dead by the end. <laughs> Not because they aren't trying, just odds. Sheer odds. Yeah, or they're demons. Yeah, the odds also get real fucky when they kill you at the end. The Grey Knights, that is. Oh, no. <laughs> get into that. Yeah. No. It's Grey Knights are also have a lot of plenty of shittiness, but we'll get into that next episode. So yeah, um, the biggest aspect of the Death Watch is that they're a very secretive organization. Like they're not supposed like their names are never said outside of like their own records, right? And stuff like that. In a yeah, few others. Yeah, actually that is a large part of them. They try to be very secretive, and they aren't likely to they operate in secret, but if you see a Death Watch guy, they're not gonna blow your brains out for it. They're mostly just gonna go shut the fuck up and yeah, let us they're finish gonna our be job. like 
they're gonna put a finger up to their up to their helmet lips where their lips mm -hmm. would be as they run past you oh, at Power like Rangers. 40 miles an hour. Yes. Yeah, and then they're all they also dress their their armor is black, but one Except of their shoulder Wimpolder. pads is the color of their old uh, Space Knight chapter, right? Yep. Or yep. Space Marine chapter. So, um. We'll get into how to join the Death Watch next episode, I think, because it's a meaty nug. Um, but true. long and the short of it is, it's either a veteran is sent to the Death Watch or goes voluntarily um, and becomes a Death Watch member, where one pauldron is left open and the other one is uh, replaced with the traditional runic shield pattern of the Death or Watch. Or, or, if you're I'm not covering, edgy. I'm not covering the black shields. If now, you're the we'll most talk edgy, about them next time. Uh huh. You become a black shield, and we'll leave that up. <laughs> we'll explore that later. Yes, Excellent. the black shields I think are dope as shit and not very edgy at all. But fuck mm. you, fuck you. Mm. <laughs> um, the Death Watch is generally uh each. Uh, splinter of the Death Watch is kind of treated as its own thing. Um, each watch, uh, station, um, not, what, fucking, not watch station, the bigger one, shit, brain, mm -hmm. uh, fortress, watch fortress, oh, yeah. each watch fortress has its own watch commander, and for all intents and purposes, a watch commander is a chapter master, and you don't fuck with him, um, okay. That said, each watch commander only ha is lording over one watch fortress. Mm. Um, each watch fortress then also has a watch company. Uh, these watch companies are threefold, where it is a watch captain and four kill teams in each of these. The watch company Primus, Secondus, and Tertius. Uh, each watch company, as... Oh, there's also sometimes Quartus and Quintus. I forgot about them because I didn't keep scrolling. Um, and fuck them. Five watch companies with four kill teams apiece and one watch captain. A kill team is four Death Watch Marines. Uh, okay. Between, well, technically it's between three and eight. Uh, but four or five is the most common. Uh, so. It, I, those of you at home counting, that means each watch commander only has like 25 marines under his purview, or excuse me, uh, 60 marines under his purview at a time, and that's kind of how they like it, because they like keeping each Death Watch Fortress as its own little cell. Um, that way if one gets fucked, the others don't. Uh, among other things. Uh, also, also, just for those of you at home, much of the Death Watch's lore got changed with the release of the Death Watch RPG, which mm -hmm. then became kind of the de facto for a lot of Death Watch stuff. Pre-2010, when that version of Death Watch came out, the 1990s to the 2010s, um, Death Watch wasn't really fleshed out and we didn't know a lot about them except generally a bunch of inquisitors sat down with space marine chapter masters and were like we should have a uh, special kill teams for this shit right and they were all yeah. like yeah it's like a lot of things that were very vague and then got changed and fleshed out kind of like legion of the damned has always been just vague and never fleshed out <laughs> Are, we, are yeah. we gonna talk about the? When are we gonna talk about the Legion of the Damned? Oh man, that's a good ass question. I don't even fucking know because they're we just so that. weird. We should, we should do, do that as an after dork. We should do a whole a whole episode on the cursed founding. Fuck yeah! Interesting. I don't because know what the that cursed is, founding has the dopest fucking dudes. The fucking exorcists are part of the cursed Excuse founding. Me? Okay. We're not we're not getting this sidetracked yet. But Long yes, story we, short, it's too late. Well, okay. We're Long slate story short, 
long story short, and this is a little tease for everyone, so there have been multiple times where, like, some Space Marine chapters are getting a little too big, so we need to create a founding to make new chapters. Or so uh, they, there's, like, a threat that's coming, or so we, we just make more, more chapters. Or there's a bunch of reasons. There's a table in the Death Watch RPG. Yes. Um, so, uh... A little thing happened in what I believe was the... 21st uh, founding. The 21st founding. 36th millennia. In the 36th millennia, the 21st founding occurred, and for some reason, something went terribly fucking wrong. And it's to this day called the Cursed Founding. Uh Uh-oh. We only remember two confirmed chapters from this founding. The Exorcists and the Death Specters, and we remember no one else. And both of them are medalists. Wait, fuck. But there's also the Lamenters and the Old Minotaurs. We don't know that they were done there. They haven't been confirmed as part of this founding, the 13th founding. Uh, There are a lot of clues leading us to believe that the Lamenters, the original Minotaurs, and the guys who ended up becoming the uh, Legion of the Damned... Firehawks. uh, Firehawks came from the 13th founding. 13th or 21st? 13th. The Dark founding was the 13th. Oh, okay. I'm looking at the the cursed founding. You're looking at the Dark founding. (sighs) Fucking... (laughs) Oh, there's two of them. Yes, there's two of them. Oh, no. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> uh, long and the short of it, it's all cool, and we'll talk about it later. It's all um, rad because that's a fucking. Maybe we should do that as an after dork episode. Um, uh, for anyone wondering, after dork episodes involve a lot more alcohol and a lot more loosey goosiness. Um, Excellent. We'll probably do that where it's like we need content. Slams button. Um. Anyway. Uh, man, fucking all this foam I put up is actually definitely helping, and I can tell it's helping. (laughs) Interesting fact. I used a bunch of... I'm at home, and so a bunch of sound foam my dad just has laying around I'm using to, like, make it so my voice doesn't bounce everywhere in the echo chamber of my existence and room. Uh, and, you know, make me even louder. Do you just have them taped to the side of your head? No, I have them just amazing. leaning against various things. <laughs> Fucking lame. That's what I'm gonna do when I get soundproofing foam. Is I'm anyway, gonna tape it to the side of my head. That's most of the Death Watch that we'll we'll cover more in the history section. But in general, they go out and they kick alien ass. Like that's kind that's of true. just all their studies. They're the uh, men in black of the of the Warhammer universe. That's actually a great comparison. They are the men in black of the Warhammer universe. Uh, Thank you. And for some reason, they don't give you shields until you're pretty high up in ranking. Because who gives a fuck? Uh, I know some people who give a fuck. You've heard that man screaming for hours about how he doesn't get his shield. Yep. (laughs) Yep. I have heard that. Anyway, uh, that's the gist of the Death Watch. And so now we'll get on to... uh, The loophole. The loophole. So... Oh. A long time ago, Uh when the Ecclesiarchy got properly founded... A slightly less long time from now. Yes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, uh, the Ecclesiarchy, the Church of Man, gets founded, but a little thing happened where, uh, they kind of had the age of apostasy? Mm-hmm. Where a bunch of psychics got decided that they were going to be their own people, the fools. Oh. Um... And also through that, the Ecclesiarchy got a little too big for its britches and started just making people work for them. This was a time in history when britches tended to be too small. Yes. Um, The Ecclesiarchy, uh, the Lords of Terra, as well as the Space Marine Chapter Masters, uh, took offense to that. And so in the 36th millennium, 
a rule was made that the ecclesiarchy cannot maintain, and I quote, any men under arms. Oh no. <laughs> Damn it. Someone read into that. I can't believe this is the loophole. Y'all have built up the loophole for me? I can't believe this is it. Someone, it's this dumb. Someone read into that and went, God damn it. Doesn't say shit about ladies? And thus the hey, Adeptus Soritas was born. Oh, this An the... all-female military force that also functions, in addition, as the Ordo Hereticus's chamber militant, as well as the Ecclesiarchy's military arm. It also ah, does things it. other than fight. There are more orders of the uh, the Sororitis than... Uh, shit, what's the, the fighty one? I mean, all of them fight. Uh, <laughs> the There are some that don't. Hold on, let me open up the fucking uh, load, you Hospitalier shit. Hospitalier does not fight. They're the, the equivalent of medics. Then why can I bring them with my fighting force? And why medics. do they have so that's guns? What medics do. Well, I John, they know. have guns. In... I want to know why there's this picture I see of this woman in power armor with a nun's headdress on. There and congratulations, orders... you've seen the entire shties. There are some orders that do fight, like, all the time. Uh, they Also, fun fact, they have chapter-like things. Oh, really? Yes, there are six, air quote, chapters of the, um... Excuse me. Uh, of the Sisters of Battle, divided into two convents, because there's one convent on Terra, the Convent Prioris, and there's another convent in a place called Ophelia Seven, the Convent Sanctorum. Uh, each of these convents has three orders within it. These orders are the military ones. Uh, on Terra, we ha in the Convent Prioris, we have the Order of the Sacred Rose, of the Ebon Chalice, and of the Argent Shroud. I believe, most commonly, the Sisters of Battle you see uh, painted, typically, are... Uh, I want to say the Bloody Rose mm -hmm. is them. Let me double-check their... Sh uh, the fuck, ones is with that the them? white hair? Yes, it's the ones with the right hair. Yes, the Bloody Rose. Um... More often than not, the art you see of Sisters of Battle are from the Order of the Bloody Rose, which is a convent sanctorum. Uh, the Order of the Bloody Rose, the Order of Our, Our Martyred Lady, and the Order of the Valorous Heart. In terms of sheer style, though, uh, Ebon Chalice wins. They look fantastic. Um, so, those are the, the six orders militant. However, there are also the orders hospitaller, who... Uh, are medics and heal the sick and wounded not just in war but all over the imperium uh the orders famulos who uh they're teachers and educators oh. and the order dialogus who are translators uh there are also minor orders uh that do various things, such as have ties to the former Orpheus sector, uh, help the shrine world of Emmeline's hope, the list kind of goes on. Uh, just kind of small time shit. Also, real quick, uh, I was wrong, it's the Order of Our Martyred Lady is the most common, is the ones you see more often oh. than not. They're the ones with the white hair, uh, the red robes, but the black armor. Um, just, Sisters just, of Battle, also, really good at using fire. Very good. Um, so, there's a reason that the shtees for a lot of the Sisters of Battle is a bunch of ladies yelling about burning. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of what they do. Uh, <laughs> long and the short of it, a lot of what the Sisters of Battle do is burning. Mostly heretics, mostly Why? at a stake, uh, because that's, well, th I remind you, they uh -huh. are the military arm of the church. Oh. You one know. Thing churches are historically really good at fire. Burning, burning people. <laughs> to burning death. Things. And people. And people. 
Interesting. Um, the Scissors of Battle also are infamous for kind of getting the short end of the fiction stick. Uh, yes. Largely because said fiction stick is made by, you know, waves. Guys who are white and Bad. shitty. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> white shitty guys. Um, which is a damn fucking shame, because there's a lot of cool shit about the Sisters of Battle. For they instance... Look and sound rad as fuck. For instance, number one, aesthetic. Um, they got Fleur de Lises everywhere. everywhere. In Literally, a, they got upside down Fleur de Lises tattooed on their faces. In a world comprised entirely of looks, and, and that's looks that has been bolded and underlined, Sisters of Battle have some of the consistently best looks. Surfing of, of looks. Yeah. Yes. In part because, man, they lean into that gothic armor shit real hard. Excellent. But they also fucking have an angel aesthetic going on. Because, interesting thing about Sisters of Battle, they are very prone to miracles. Now you're probably looking at me and going, but Fuzzy, what do you mean miracles? I mean literally fucking miracles. Uh, I have one, if I may. Go! Uh, there was a sister... I, I have two. These are all in Gaunt's Ghosts. Uh, one of them is a sister of battle of a of the Hospitalier Order plagued by PTSD. But... Mm -hmm. uh, her hospital is under attack by heretics, and what does she do? She goes and gets her old bolter and saves her her patients. The other one is a, a normal, just normal lady becomes a living saint. Yeah. As in basically gets possessed by the spirit of a saint and leads a crusade, becoming just this incredible pinnacle of being divine. And then there's Celestine, who can bring people back to life and has I, literal I, angel wings. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna take Celestine as, well, uh, next episode, I should say, because we shouldn't do it in this episode. Uh, in the character episode, next episode, we will dwell on Celestine because, mm. uh, holy shit! She's she cool. rad. She's fucking Is, cool. Are there any, um, sorority artists who are perpetuals? Not that we know of, but Celestine has died at least twice. Just keeps oh. coming back. She's <laughs> she keeps coming back. She's the inquisitorial up. equivalent of a demon prince. Nice. Mm -hmm. That's rad as fuck. You're I didn't right. even think that could be possible. And here she is, kicking ass. Uh, it's rad. fucking good. It's really good. <sighs> Uh, more and stuff. Yes, we do, because they're fucking cool. Um, things, we should probably talk about their war gear, as is tradition. Um, all Adeptus Sortus... Fleur de Yes, Fleur de Lises, that's all they get. Um, Look at my power, Fleur de Lis. It's on a stick. Oh wait, it's just a spear. <laughs> I, was, yep. I was about to say, what if they just throw Fleur de Lises at people? Oh, like fucking shurikens? If they... Yes! <laughs> I'd shit myself, mostly, because that sounds awesome. Yeah, um, it does. I'd be real into just, like, a shield and spear line of Sisters of Battle with fucking power spears that all end in fleur de -lis, uh, yeah. spearheads. Um, number one, uh, the power armor. All Soratas are equipped with power armor. Uh, well, all military Soratas are equipped with power armor, unless they're... Fuck, what are, the, what are they called? The penitent ones? Yeah. Uh, Arco-flagellants. They don't oh. have power armor, but that's because they have rags, and they whip themselves on the field of battle. Why? Uh, <laughs> it's gotta make everything complicated. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like it is, but it sounds weird. It's welcome to 40 very... It's complicated. And yes. Weird. Imagine being part of the part of the military, and you just see these people walking onto the field, and you're just like, "Oh fuck!" Oh, they're doing half our workforce. Yeah. Well, conversely, so... if they're already beating themselves, how can we beat them? 
Well, actually, excuse me. Arco-flagellants are, um... I'm saying, like, as an Imperial Guardsman, like, you see these people on your side. I, I should, I should be noted, I was wrong. There is, I forget what they're called right now, I'll have it by next episode, since we're recording four episodes in a row. Fun (laughs) fact, you at home. Um, that's your little peek behind the curtain. We're doing all the rest of the Inquisition in one session. Uh, God help us. But, an an arcoflagellant, I want to talk about this, is a mutant criminal who is augmented with surgery and brainwashing and then has a helmet put on their body, which injects them with battle stims and then they're covered... In adamantium flails, blades, and whips. Oh, yeah, they become they're... fucking robots. Yes, Just and then their helmet is a pacifier helm that keeps them calm until we flip the switch to become a fucking murder machine. They're essentially one step down from, uh, what's it called? An Eversore assassin. <laughs> yeah. An uh, Eversore assassin. Three steps oh. down from a Thunder Warrior. No, yes, three yeah, steps for a Thunder Warrior. Um, and, God, we should talk about Eversores, too, because... Oh, God, the, the or, whole Assassin and, Temple. Fuck. God, we need to fold that in somewhere. We'll, uh, we'll talk about it in the fourth Inquisition episode. Fuck it. Um, it'll be a Things We Missed. Because, uh, oh boy, are there a lot. Uh... God, what are the fucking units you can take? God damn it. Uh, you can take uh, top down as you like to do. You can take Saint Celestine as an HQ. You can. Uh, you can take uh, a Canoness, I believe, is a... Sisters Repentia. Repentia. Uh, yeah. Sisters Repentia are um, essentially uh... They have a sense of shame and are like, I fucked up and I'm terrible, so I'm going to walk out onto the battlefield wearing a leather apron and carrying a chain sword and fuck up anything in front of me. Uh, they wear hoods, too. They wear executioner hoods. They wear executioner hoods and they are perhaps the, uh, uh how to put this lightly, um... There's a lot of porn of them. God. There's a lot of pornography about these ones in particular, because they're essentially BDSM murder ladies. Uh, It's hard not to arrive at that conclusion, because they essentially wear purity seals that conveniently cover up their naughty bits, and carry around chain swords, and wear a variety of leather hoods that either- that range from side to side, from executioner all the way to gimp suit. Because the grim darkness of the 41st millennium is- is it is it sure fucking is <sighs> um no it's yeah. a bad group this is a bad one yes um anyway other things that the sisters of battle carry into a battle um a lot of much meltas. like a lot of meltas much like how <laughs> uh what's it called um medics for the apothecaries much like apothecaries, hospitaliers also have their own carapace armor. Um, it has a bunch of shit packed into it to help you treat people. It's also hermetically sealed, which is handy. Um, they also have a specific pattern of bolter, the Godwin de Az. Um, I don't know how to properly pronounce that, but God knows I'm not going to try again. Yeah, Essentially, each one of these is an heirloom that is just real good at shooting. Um, I forget what bonus a Godwin Daz bolter has, but I'm sure it has some specific thing. Uh, Godwin's just standard. Uh, yeah, but this is the Godwin Daz. It's probably smaller. Probably. 
Anyway, uh, they also have and the butt stock is bigger. Yes, wink. <laughs> but um, uh, they also have a lot of blessed equipment, ranging from uh, standards to swords to tattoos. Yes, the tattoos are also blessed. Um, a loud hailer. <laughs> it's it's literally a speaker that plays hymns. Um, it's spelt L A U D H I L E R, but it's a loud hailer. Um, they have uh, what's it called? What are the thing? The beads, rosaries. Uh, but they also have rosarius, which are different, which are um essentially uh in enchanted amulets that give you plus three protection. Um. Ooh. Got a lot of chain swords, a lot of power weapons. Uh, they have whips, neuro psychoconductive neural whips that are carried by mistresses of repentance. That's a quote I just gave. I'd made none of that sentence up. Um, one of these days, I'm gonna just slip in an entire paragraph I'm making up on the spot of stupid bullshit, and I don't think anyone here will be able to tell the difference. Nope. Um, no, because it's all dumb. Exactly. It is all dumb. Uh, they have eviscerators, which are chainsaws. They're chainsaws. Um, remember <laughs> yeah. the special chainsaws that ecclesiarchs typically have? That's yeah. an eviscerator. Um, they're just real big. Got a bunch of fancy bolt guns, a bunch of fancy flamers, a lot of ways to burn you, ranging from the Inferno Pistol, to the Hand Flamer, to the melt gun to the Melt-A-Bomb, to the Heavy Flamer, to the Multi-Melter, to the Melt-Melt-Melt-Melt. There's a Melter, there's an Immolator, there's a... the Soratos Rhino has a Melta on it, the Immolator, it, all the guns are fire, the Exorcist, uh, all the guns shoot missiles which then turn into fire, uh, and of course, last, but certainly not least... This one's for you, Brayden. Uh-huh. The Penitent Engine. Oh. What is the Penitent Engine? The Penitent Engine, or a Penitent Engine, is a large bipedal combat walker used by the Ecclesiarchy as a form of punishment for those heretics who have repented their sins against the God Emperor. What a is penitent this thing? A penitent engine is a war machine in which a heretic is crucified onto the machine. Typically a sister of battle who has, um... Well, there's one guy inside the penitent engine, but then there's also a, uh, what did we just establish they were called? Uh, a sister Repentia crucified on the front who also helps drive the thing and make it holy and pure. And together, the penitent engines to drivers uh, fucking go metal as hell and start beating the shit out of things. Um, oh, no, excuse me, there isn't another guy in there. It's usually just a uh, repentant sister of battle. It's um, like a dreadnought, but you're crucified. It's a dreadnought, but you're crucified on the front instead of inside. Yike. Yike. Metal as fuck. But it's a mecha where you're crucified on the front. Yeah, so I imagine just like anyone shooting at it would eventually hit you. Eventually, yes, but that assumes you have the calm presence of mind to go, I'm gonna shoot. Oh my god, is that a crucified person on the front? Oh, I'm being stabbed. Yeah, That's right. the typical thought process I would have upon seeing a woman strapped to a mech coming at me. Yes. Uh, and trying to stab me. Uh, also, as is the problem with many Sisters of Battle things, despite the fact that the Sister Repentia is quite literally bound to the front of this fucking thing, uh, almost has the titty out, because we live in hell. Yes. Uh, because always Warhammer 40k is bad. Um, text it, he said, continuing full well to do this podcast that will hopefully go until he dies. Um, because he's a big dumb idiot. Uh, point being, that's the general shtees herein. 
And what time are we at? We're good at we're at a wrapping up time. Yeah, we Timing. are. Fuck yeah. We did Yay. it. Yay. Uh we will next episode talk about because we're gonna sandwich the militant orders. Um we'll talk about some characters within the uh three chamber. Ugh. Ugh. Excuse oh, me. God. Edit that out. Um No. Please? Uh we will talk about the three about the three chamber militants' major characters, such as Saint Celestine, El Alicia Dominica, um, as well as none other than the man himself, the supreme grand chapter master, the himself. man who is second only to everyone's spiritual liege. Caldor motherfucking Drago! Hey. Um, and maybe some Death Watch guys if we can find any that, you know, aren't also on the ship. I mean, we could probably comes... interview one. No. I refuse. Smart. Yeah. You know, the last time I spoke to Astalan, he read my fucking mind. I imagine it's probably faster than a normal conversation. It was shitty. We were playing Go Fish. Oh, damn. Um, yeah, that's kind of rude. Also, why were you playing Go... I don't want to know, actually. Uh, let's wrap up the episode. <laughs> okay, uh, remember to email us at GrimdorksPod. We want to do a Q&A episode at some point soon. Hopefully. Maybe. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, Amuse Fuzzy by tweeting us uh, at GrimdorksPod. I'm so lonely. Um. Anything? I got none. I'm good. All right. Go listen so, to fucking Mobile Suit Fandom. Yeah. yeah. I still do that. <laughs> Fun fact. Uh, so I have I have been uh the Emperor's left elbow, John. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I have been Watch Commander Fuzzy. I have been the Emperor's third leg, Brayden. No. <laughs> Bye. 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 Ew. Yeah. It's gross. His time was gross. I don't like it. Thank you for listening to Grim Dorks. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Like the show? Want to show your dorky pride? Go to bit.ly forward slash grimdorks to pick up a variety of merch. Our theme song is John Hammer by Matt Lee. You can find him on Twitter at NiceWizardMusic. Our background music is Go Home and Be a Family Man by Norn Rad from OC Remix. And remember, Ave Imperator.